Hey, welcome to the KLE Podcast. This is your host, Sean Smith. We are on KLE, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Podcast. This is where we equip leaders with a kingdom mindset and a kingdom way of doing things, a kingdom perspective. Today, I thought I would share with you briefly just a concept that I think we often forget and we need to consider as kingdom leaders. In Luke 22, I believe it is, Luke 22, yep, Luke 22, it says this, that the disciples, verse 24, the disciples bickered over which one of them would be considered the greatest in the kingdom. Because Jesus had just basically said that somebody is going to uh, deny me. And... In verse 21, he says, but I want you to know that the hands of the one who delivers me to be the sacrifice are with mine on the table this very moment. He was saying, like, he's in our presence right now, and the Son of Man must now go where he will be sacrificed, but there will be great and unending doom for the man who betrays me. And so the disciples then began to question among themselves which one of them was about to do this. It's interesting that out of that discussion starts a bickering and arguing starts arising about which one of them would be considered the greatest in the kingdom of God. And greatest there, let's just see in the footnotes, um, 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 the greatest that their discussion of who was the worst among them led them to argue over who was the greatest. Jesus was only hours away from the horrible death of crucifixion while his disciples were arguing about who's going to be the most prominent, who's going to be the most outstanding, who's going to be the one that um, will be the most significant in the kingdom the greatest in the kingdoms. And Jesus interrupts their argument saying, the kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, claiming that they do it for the good of the people. That's what the world does. That's the Greek methodology or the Greek way, the Greek model that was handed to the Romans, which was handed, distributed around the world and it's come down from ages and it still does that kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects claiming that they do it for the good of the people have you ever heard that i hear it all the time that they're doing it for the good of the people you know i'm like this because it's good for the people they are obsessed jesus went on to say with how others see them wow They are obsessed with how others see them, that they're posturing, how they're positioned. But verse 26, he says this, but this is not your calling. You will lead by a different model. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. The greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one who has a servant heart. Verse 27 says, the leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes. But in the kingdom, it is the servants who lead. 
Am I not here with you as one who serves you? Now, it's interesting, the word there is not bond slave. It's not doulos, but it is diokaniah, which means one who attends, one who serves like at a table, one who dishes up, one who brings what is necessary to the table. It's important because we're not bond slaves to people. We do losses or bond slaves to Christ, the King. But we are servants or attendants to the world, to those around us. This is a, the model that he has called us to lead by. That the greatest one among us will be called as one called to serve others without honor. In other words, it's... Honor is not something, or reputation is not something we're trying to gain in the kingdom of God. It's not about our legacy. It's about the legacy we pass on to others. It's about what we invest in others. And he goes on, you can go read it, and it goes on to say uh, much more about that. But the interesting part has always been to me is that this is not your calling. You will lead by a different model. Basically, this Kingdom leadership is not defined by the world's way of leading. We need a new generation of leaders that lead differently, that that are going to lead with impact. They're going to lead serving their gift, serving what Christ has called them, their assignment to the world, to those around them. The greatest honor and authority, Jesus said, is reserved for the one who has a servant Heart, and this is something we should measure all the time. Let's talk about one of the important things as a as a kingdom leader, just as a leader in whatever sphere you are in, is developing a team around you. Who is your team? Who who carries your heart? Who carries your strategy? Who carries your mission? Who who is invested in that? Who wants to m- contribute to that? Who feels that? The purpose that you have is big enough for them to be part of that. For them to say, I want to contribute to that. You've got to build a team. You've got to build a team purposefully. You've got to build a team with the right culture. You've got to build a team with value. You've got to build a team that is prepared to serve, that has the same heart. You're only going to convey. You're only going to communicate. You're only going to impart what is in your own heart, what your own um, attitudes are. And when it comes to leadership, you cannot, I mean, when it comes to building a team, you cannot be a boss. Most leaders want to walk into a team situation and be the boss. You've got to take off the boss t-shirt. You've got to take off the, you know, the bishop hat. You've got to take it off and be a brother amongst equals. You've got to be somebody that can facilitate their growth and their maturity as you equip them, as you encourage them, as you inspire them, as you influence them, as you you equip them, and as you then um, empower them for their role. But you can't do it as a boss. You're going to, people are going to withhold from you. They're going to become distant. They're going to only serve because it serves them. But they're not going to serve because it is the kingdom of God. And so I really want to encourage you, build teams, build team around you, but build it with a focus of 
building into the whole team's servanthood. And that means you've got to get off your throne. I've sat in, in eldership meetings where, where the pastor says, what do you think of my elders? And I'm thinking, well, right there is diminishing them. It's, it's posturing yourself in superiority over them. You are an equal elder amongst equals. Now they, because of your, because of your servant heart, because of your mission, your purpose, your assignment, because of your ability, your skill to communicate, to engage them, to, to value them, to serve them, they will honor you, but not because you're looking for honors. Jesus said the greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. The greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one who has the servant heart. And that's what we need to understand is that we need to come with a servant heart. And that's what, what people adhere to. That's what people will want to respect and follow and be part of because they see your heart. You don't want ambitious people. You don't want Judases around you that are just looking for what they can get, how they can fulfill their ambition, their, their, their ministry ambition. And as long as you are postured over them, they are constantly going to be looking for your position. But when you're building a team that has value, that has a servant heart, because they can relate to you as a brother or as a sister, they will feel like they are part of what you are doing. It doesn't mean to say that you aren't a mom or no dad in, this, in, in, in your leadership role, that you can't correct, that you can't direct you need to be doing those things as a leader, but with the right heart. There's so much more involved in this, and you need to get everybody on the page. People can't handle that. Leaders can't handle the fact that they've got to put their boss's outfit, leave their boss's outfit outside. They've got to walk in, and they've got to learn to trust. They've got to learn to love. They've got to learn to respect one another. It's not one way. You respect me. You follow me. You honor me. We've got to get out of that mentality <laughs> because this is a new, a new generation of leaders that are rising that can direct but without oppression, that can rule without oppression but with, with authority and with honor because you have a servant heart, just like Jesus did. I really encourage you to go back and look at the heart of Jesus in all that he did. All right? So thank you for being with me today. This is Sean saying God bless you and be powerful in your leadership as you serve with a servant heart.